Welcome to Red Bill Torah, calling believers from man's institutions to God's instructions. So we are back for part two with our sister Karen, and it's going to be a good one. I'm Tim. And I'm Miss. And if you missed last week's, please go back and listen to last week's Red Pill with Karen, my sister. She shared a lot about how she got started in this walk, and um, she has even more to share today. Tim? Yeah, we can hardly wait to get to Karen. For our listeners, you can email us at redpilltorah at gmail.com. Follow us on redpilltorah.podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Stitcher, Google Play, and several other podcast venues that we'll talk about later. We love to hear from you. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And we'd like to say shalom to our friends in Florida and in Canada. Amen. Amen. So, Karen, I think we left off with you talking about uh, how you were introduced to the Hebrew perspective of the Scriptures and uh, the impact that that had on you. Um, So why don't we pick up from there? Yes. Yes, indeed. And you know what, Tim? The biggest impact that studying the Word of God through the Hebrew perspective and listening to the Torah class that you that you and Missy introduced me to, the most wonderful thing that I learned was God's name mm-hmm. and what His name meant. You know, um, just I, I would say, like within the last ten years or so. When when you're reading the King James version of the Bible, and I, I would imagine most of the other versions of the Bible, um, well-known versions of the Bible, I used to I used to have a Thompson chain, I used to have a Schofield Bible, and I used to have a Jerusalem Bible, and many of those Bibles obscure the name. Of Father God, mm-hmm. and Jesus or Yeshua, you know, and yeah. what those, and and so by studying um, the Hebrew roots, uh, Hebrew roots, you discover amazing things because mm-hmm. names have powerful meanings. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was again a ray of light that shines through, you know. And so one of the things—not uh, one. I mean, it's many things that I, that that I've discovered through this current walk through the Bible, and that is uh, that evil is in the world <laughs> in so many different ways, and some of those ways is to hide, to try to hide what Father God wants us to know, what his people want want to know, and Uh who his Mm -hmm. people really are, okay? And so oftentimes, so then I started, as you talk to people about God, for instance, I, I started thinking, even back further in my walk, 
You know, when I'm talking to somebody about God, what God are we talking about? Are we on the same page? Are we talking yeah. about the same person? Yeah, because everybody calls their God God. God. <laughs> yes. And they may have and another so, name for him, but they'll say God. And if yeah. you're not talking about the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, uh-huh. if you're both not talking about him, then you may be talking about two different gods. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And there is only one true and living. That's, that's right. Key. One true and living God. You know, so Amen. It, it was funny, so... If you're talking to somebody in, and I, I, I have friends, I think, that um, that believe in other, I'm going to call them entities. But, you know, when you're, when you're reading through the Bible and you're, you're finding a, you're, the word is saying that we're, we're um, not to follow false gods mm-hmm. or idols. Mm-hmm. Going through Hebrew roots really opens up your eyes. And, you know, also, I was a babe. (laughs) It's funny that as many times as I had read the Bible and I believed every single word, I wasn't connecting with what Father God was telling me to do, to obey. Yeah, that was my experience, too. You know, we... we, uh... We we do the best that that we know to do, but somehow or other, because we didn't, and uh, Miss uh, helped me out here, but I felt like because we didn't really connect with the culture and setting in which mm-hmm. the word was given, uh, the mm-hmm. language in which the word was given, you know, mm-hmm. there was so much that we missed not having that context that, uh, you know, we thought that we were doing the right things by avoiding the open-toe shoes and the skirt down to the ankles and the dark suits and light shirts and all of those traditions of men that we were taught that that's holy stuff. Uh, But um, it kind of shaped my perspective in reading the Bible so that I was reading meaning into it that maybe wasn't even there. Yes, yes. Well, you know, traditions and customs that some leader decided that this is the the best way, and I'm sorry, I'm going to say this, to control the people, okay? Yeah, I understand but what God, you're saying. Mm-hmm. But God, Jehovah, is not trying to control us. He wants us to freely love him. Exactly. Amen. Freely, you know. It's not by constraint. He gives us his instructions and his commands, and we need to accept them freely. Amen. Amen. And and so so getting back to what's in our name. <laughs> so you you look at and and the, the fact that we serve a true and living God. When you start when when you're having a conversation with them, somebody and they serve Buddha. And we say, okay, well, no, I didn't say okay then because I didn't know much about Buddhism. I don't know much about um, Islam or Hare Krishna, for instance, okay? I, I, 
I know what I did know at that time about Jesus and his father and not much about the Holy Spirit until um, I went to the next level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But our God is true and living. That's right. And loving. And, and okay, let me say this, too. These days, people all, always talk about God is loving. God is loving. You know, he wouldn't do that. And why did he, you know, he doesn't let this happen. Yeah. Right. But our God is looking out for us. He is holy. He has many wonderful aspects and characteristics that we learn through learning his various names, so to speak. Like, like provider and yeah, and healer, healer and deliverer, mm-hmm. yes, all those characteristics and things. But we forget that he can be wrathful. But that wrath is to be able to show us that he wants us back on the path that he wants us to be on. He's and a good father. He's a great father. You know what? Mm -hmm. The word says that spare the rod and spoil the child. And since we are his children, he wants us. He will not spare that rod because he wants us to be molded and shaped in his image. Amen. Wow. (laughs) That rod is uh, not necessarily pleasant at the time, uh, Mm -hmm. but the end result, if we are open to his correction, is mm-hmm. so much better than what we could do without it. Amen. So much better. So much. So Karen, better. I have a question for you. Okay. Um, in, since you've been learning more and re- realizing the difference between tradition and Jehovah's Word, what has been the difference in your relationships with people when you're talking about when you're talking about God when you're talking about Jehovah? Oh my goodness! It's like what? <laughs> no. What what are you talking about? Uh are you becoming Jewish? <laughs> no. Uh I can't become Jewish because well, I don't know, but uh I can become I am a part of Israel. Spiritual mm-hmm. Israel. Okay? I don't know, maybe somewhere Somewhere down the line, I might be one of those belong to one of those lost tribes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I I have been engrafted into mm-hmm. the olive tree, which I, and so the excitement that I have comes out in. For instance, let, let me let me tell you this: it's from time to time. I have stopped um, eating pork, mm-hmm. okay? And the reason in, in times past when I stopped eating pork, it was because people said, oh, pork's not good for you. And pork is the slave master's food for you. Well, yeah, I, I agree with that. <laughs> okay. But then when I started going through the word and studying the Hebrew roots, and seeing what 
what Father God said, then when I stopped eating those things that he said were not that were not that he didn't want us to eat, mm-hmm. it made a difference. And so when I would go around family and friends and, and church members and I would say, um, I don't eat pork and they would say, Why don't you eat pork? I don't eat pork and I don't eat shrimp and I don't eat crabs and they would say well, what's wrong with eating pork? I say, because in the word of God, it says we shouldn't. Mm -hmm. That's a food that he doesn't want us to eat. And so then people look at you askance, and they think, oh, my goodness, now she's holier than thou. But I'm not. I'm just following the word of God. And it's funny how uh, doing what uh, the Father's Word says uh, makes you weird. Or, uh, yeah. you know, you're, you're obeying his instructions, and you're the one in some kind of cult or something. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Well, yeah. Well, but what, what they don't see is that oftentimes what cults do is they isolate people. I'm not isolated. God has let me loose into the world. <laughs> I'm not isolated. I can go into the world and share with the world what his desires are for the nation, for his people and for the nations, and for those people who desire, who who are drawn, let me say, who are drawn to him. Amen. Tim, it seems like we're bumping up against time again. Yeah, I see. I am so glad you're my sister. And uh, listeners, I I hope that you you hear her heart and that you love my sister as much as I do. Well, um, that's it for today's podcast. Please go back and listen again and, and share this with your family and friends. And thanks again for spending 15 or so minutes with us at Red Pill Tour where... You can handle the truth.